Welcome to episode 204 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker, the host of this show, the host with the most, many would say. And one of my favorite guests is on the show today. Chris Brooker is here, and we are going to be talking about our epic SoCal, well, not even SoCal, but like California road trip and what we learned and what we saw. And uh, I'm going to share that with you guys. So here we go. Hello, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hello, everyone. Chris Brooker is here. Now you can say hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Chris, Chris tried to ruin my intro earlier. My beautifully crafted, yeah, uh, off the cuff intro. So we have kind of um, hidden ourselves away in the office for a little bit while Channing is doing science camp. Exciting. And I expect at least one or two interruptions. Definitely, we've already had one. We've already had one. Yeah. So um, we just got back from a pretty epic road trip. It's a good vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good vacation. And um, oh yeah, so if you're wondering, Channing is taking a science camp um, virtually. Yep. And she's learning about polymers apparently right now I'm po- polymers last couple days it's been gases and liquids and matter and stuff like that and this was a so. camp she took in person last year and i feel like they did like robotics or yeah something. they built robots and stuff like and that like um um a spaceship i think they learned about planets too a little bit yes yeah. yeah the basics of like space and outer space and stuff and now they're working on science and here's what makes me happy i love how excited she seems to be about it it's probably a little dry and a little boring especially because she's they're not there in person. Well, it's a Zoom call, right? So it, right. there's a, a little bit of boring built into that. Sure. But she's having fun with it. Yeah, and that's what makes me so happy. And also, <clears throat> you know, she says she wants to be an artist and a singer, but I'm like, she's also really good at science and math. So maybe, she likes math. maybe we're, you know, maybe she's just going to be like all around perfect and smart. I mean, it's my kid. Like me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your kid too. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, all right. So as you guys may or may not have noticed, I took off the month of June. There was a lot happening. I recorded some great podcasts that I'm going to be sending out in July. We're going to get back on track. I took off the month of June because Channing was wrapping up school. Um, we had an epic week-long road trip. And there's, of course, the 4th of July holiday. And then also, like, it felt like at one point the world was sort of imploding. It still does. <laughs> it still, still does. does. Yep. Maybe n- not as imploding uh, right this second. As quick, no. <clears throat> but um, it certainly felt like for a while there, with everything going on with the Black Lives Matter protests, the riots, um, ev- it just did not feel like an appropriate time for me to be like, hey guys, so let's talk about movies and TV shows and my <laughs> life, you know? So I really wanted to be respectful um, of what was happening and let other voices... Ha- have the conversation let let other voices sort of um rise to the top and and just take a break right just take a break people don't need to hear from me right now right i mean now they do look out um but anyway (laughs) but anyway um let's talk a little bit about this epic road trip so were you at all nervous when i was like let's go on the road let's do this let's leave our house for the finally and go well here's the breakdown of what happened so it was like friday night and you were like hey Let's rent an RV and go on a road trip Monday. No. No, it was a Monday. And I said, let's go on a road trip on Saturday. 
<laughs> well, it was it, it was a pretty tight turnaround, yeah. is what I'm saying. And yeah. you're like, let's get an RV and let's do this and this and this. And I was down for it. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, let's go ahead and do it. And you did your research. You mm-hmm. tried to get the RVs. A couple things fell through, <clears throat> and it didn't seem like things were really aligning. So then we just decided to take the family car. Yeah, take the car, and well, which worked out great. I think by the, the way. reason, and after kind of like doing a little more research, the reason that the RV didn't work out was because right now everybody is renting RVs. It's the best way to social distance. Everybody is getting in their wagon and they're driving all over and they're taking these epic family vacations that maybe they wouldn't normally get to do because, you know, maybe mom or dad doesn't need to take off work because they can do those Zoom calls from the RV. Right, you right, know? right. Um, <clears throat> since we don't have to physically be in an office, physically sit in an office anymore, um. It certainly has opened up some more freedom. I was having this conversation with my boss last week at NBC and I was telling her, she was asking me, you know, how I was, how everything was going. And I just told her, I said, to be honest, I feel like I get more done and I feel like I'm happier because I can see my family more. We can go on walks. Um, yeah, that's I- all great. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. You love it. Um, I don't have to drive all over LA to get to press junkets or to premieres or whatever. And quite frankly, premieres are like the, the hardest part of my job and the most time consuming sometimes. And I can watch movies from my house, my mm-hmm. living room and the comfort of my home. Yes. I miss going to the theater a little bit, but I really only miss the popcorn. <laughs> because, well, you know, so it's, it's really, it's a quality of life yeah. thing. Um, and I know that you, there's a part of you that probably misses going into the office every, an office every day, right? Well, yeah, you know, there's a sense of normalcy there. You know, you know, I have my routine. I get up in the morning, I get dressed, I shower, I get Chan ready for school, and then I go to work, and then I come home at five. Um, you know, and it's been that way for years, and that was suddenly taken away from me, yeah. you know, mid-April. And, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's different. I love being home, and I love essentially not working um mm-hmm. but i want to go back to work no you don't <laughs> no you don't i promise you the minute you're sitting in some dumb finance meeting going why am i here i could be at home playing cuphead you that's know true that's true <clears throat> yeah the minute you have to like listen to you know one of your cube mates tell some boring story or or whatever like you're gonna be like oh, i wish i was at home i'm curious to find out what the new uh y- world order in terms of work is going to be like like if there is an office environment what that's going to look like now because mm-hmm. it's going to change will i be working remotely will i be you know working from our dining room like i did before it opens up so much more freedom and where you can live and oh yeah um now granted it, this is not for everybody this is a blanket statement i know there are probably some people who are like my home is dangerous and i don't want to be home or i don't have a great home life and I would rather not be working at home and maybe their work is their only outlet. Right. You know, right. this is obviously we're just speaking for our own personal experiences, but for me having you be home and working from home has been <clears throat> such a, a lifesaver. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lifesaver has been such a, it, it feels more like a partnership than ever before. Yeah, We've always had a very partnership marriage, but now Mm -hmm. it it definitely is because before the onus was always on me because I already worked mostly from home. Right. So the onus to get Channing, take care of Channing, um, you know, pets and all that stuff was on me, but now it feels more like a partnership. Right. 
No. no, I agree. That makes it sound like I didn't think it was a partnership before, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and now, if anything, it may have swung the other way. You're definitely picking up more of the slack and more stuff because I'm back in my office yeah. a lot. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Um, so it definitely does. It definitely feels more like I have a, a freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been talking about moving out of L.A. because, like, I think I told you my one friend was like, her husband found out that he's basically going to be working from home indefinitely. And they were like, well, then and she's a stay at home mom. And they were like, why do we then pay these exorbitant housing prices in L.A. when we could just move out? If I'm just literally going to be doing my job from my computer, yeah, I could do that anywhere. And, um, you know, other people have been like, I want to I've always wanted to move to Wyoming. Why can't I work for Wyoming if I'm not even going to be allowed to, in the office? You know, right. Um, so Wyoming, really? Yeah, I know. I was like, weird. No, thank you. So I think that it, while this has been obviously a horrible and tragedy situation, I'm trying to find the silver lining a little bit. And at least for me, for right now, it has been working from home and having you home. Yeah. Uh, Where I start to really um, get sad and when I start to get down is if I ever have to go out anywhere public that's reopened, like the mall. I almost started crying the other day at the mall because it just feels so different. That used to be one of my favorite mm-hmm. stress relieving things to do. I would just walk around the mall for hours. And now it's stress inducing. And I, yeah, and I would like just randomly look at stuff. I would try things on. You know, I was that person that would just like shop, like look everywhere for one item before making a decision. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Tell me <laughs> and about. now it's very stressful because I'm worried about. If I touch this dress, has somebody else touched it? If I'm, you know, if I get too close, because there's a lot of people also wanting to go out to the mall. Are we getting too close? Am I being too lax? I don't touch any doorknobs, handles. Would I have to go to the bathroom? Oh, my God. You know, like, it's it's more stressful and also just sad because I don't like not seeing people's faces. I don't like not being able to see if someone is smiling at me or scowling at me or whatever. Just assume they're scowling. (laughs) Just assume they're scowling. I don't like not being able to see their faces. Yeah. So I got a little overwhelmed the other day at the mall, which is kind of unusual for me because I can pretty much take anything. But I got overwhelmed and I almost started crying because I was like, I don't want to live like this forever. Like that just sounds heartbreaking to me because I truly feel like this is not how we were meant to live with masks on and all this stuff now of course we're wearing a mask like it's so important yep definitely and i will continue to do that <clears throat> probably for even longer than we're told we can't you know just to be safe of course but it's just so heartbreaking that we even have to be in this situation because this virus is so deadly and it's yep. so unknown it has so many unknown elements so knowing all of that we still decided to go and take a road trip yes but the route we picked was uh, one that we thought would be keep us away from the most amount of people. Yeah. You know, so it's not like we went to Vegas. Like some people have been going to Vegas. Yeah, we had very limited interaction with people, actually. Yes. Um, just stopping to get food and gas, really. Basically. Um, so, yeah, so we picked a road trip from Central California. We were initially going to head up to San Francisco because we've never been to San Francisco. But uh, um, because we kind of got delayed <clears throat> in our plans and we were worried about leaving our cat alone too long. And we, and we had a puppy with us. And we had a puppy with us. Yeah. yeah, we took Luna with us. So we just decided to um, start at Santa Cruz at the mystery spot. Yep. 
Awesome. Awesome. That was our very first day. Um, We took us, what, about five hours to get there? Yeah, about. Yeah, it was a really nice drive, actually. One of the things that I love and that I don't think people realize, and definitely people in L.A. get in their L.A. mindset and zone, but most of California is farmland. It's so rural. It's so rural. You know, in L.A. and in Hollywood, we get caught up in the the movie scene, the TV scene, the fast-paced lifestyle yep. of big like, city life. Big city life of, you know, beach life and Malibu living, or whatever. But mo- the rest of California is farmland. Yeah. Just heaps and heaps rolling of hills, rolling hills, farmland, um, you know, so it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And then we went up to Santa Cruz and mm-hmm. I, what did you think about the mystery spot? I loved it. I thought it was great. The mystery spot, if, if you're not familiar with it, is this, well, it's a tourist attraction, of course, but it's, 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 it's in the woods and it's this, I, I can't even describe it. It's, it's, it's this cabin where the laws of physics just seemingly don't apply. Balls roll uphill. Water flows uphill. Um, you, you can stand at a 45 degree angle and not fall over uh, because of the way whatever forces are in effect in this mystery spot, that's how they act upon anyone standing in this house it's it's just really interesting and really really cool um what do you think was actually causing it though because like when we when you walk up this hill it's a very steep hill when you walk up this hill and you walk in the room you cannot in this house you cannot stand upright like you feel like you're standing upright but there also feels like you're sliding down there's a pull yeah there's definitely a pull there's a pull yeah um what, what do i think causes it i think it's Optical illusion? It's not optical illusion because you feel something. You physically feel. You can something, physically yeah. feel the pull, and I, you know, I think it's. Uh, I mentioned some that kind of weird gravity anomaly or something like that. I you, don't know. Do you, do you think it is an anomaly? I thought. Yeah. I mentioned. I read online that somebody tried to debunk it and said that it was like there's a house frame built under the house that they have there that's um, upright, like at a level. Yeah, and then they built a house frame around it that's crooked and tilted, so that when you walk in, your body is walking on a level house, but because the house on top of it is tilted, you feel like you're you're tilted. I don't know. No, I think there's more to it than that. I mean, I think there's like, I mean, we saw water roll uphill. We saw you know a ball roll uphill, and I don't think that was Here's a trick the deal. ball. I think that he the ball used. is battery operated. I, I, no, I don't think so. You didn't think so? I don't so? think so. No, I, think I, it was. I, I don't think so uh, because I've actually read a little bit about it, and you know, <clears throat> those things happen. Um, but when the water the water, rolled, I couldn't explain. The water rolled uphill. I mean, if this thing, this it looked like it was tilted up, mm-hmm. but it was clearly the water was rolling uphill. You it think was, yeah. Channing liked it? I think she was freaked out by it because <laughs> yes. she couldn't. Her, her little body couldn't control the forces at work, she so she was crying. pulled to the she pulled was to like, the wall. What's happening? Um, well, it's some place that we've always heard about and thought was cool, and we wanted to go. And now we can say we've been, and we don't need to go back. No, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it's something I've always wanted to see. Part of it too. Part of this trip was like I've always been curious about Central California. I've always been curious about the Big Sur area and Monterey, mm-hmm. all of Definitely. those places that I've heard about and seen. Um, and wanted to go visit, and now I can say we saw it. We saw it. Um, after we left Santa Cruz, we went to the boardwalk in Santa Cruz, which was also really sad. Like, Very this sad. This is a boardwalk that has been around since the early 19th century, um, early 1900s, and ha- there's been a lot of movies that have filmed there. Lost Boys, uh, Us, Us, Bumblebee, and um, it's all it's 
known to be a thriving tourist spot. And, and you can and tell. You can tell yes. it is a thriving tourist spot. They or have was. just like tons of rides, food stands. It's right on the beach. It's colorful. It's bright. It looks like a carnival by the sea. Yep, it does. You know? And it was desolate. It was open, and there was like a couple of food stands open. Well, it was a Monday, too, when we went. I imagine on a weekend it's thriving a little yeah, bit more, I would hope. Maybe, but there was nothing open. So Yeah, there was a couple of food stands open, and that was it. there's a lot of people there, there's just nothing for them to do. And so there was that like was one a game, sad. and that was open. That was a little sad, but it was still interesting to see, you know, vacationing in the time of Corona. Um, and then we headed down south. We went to um, Carmel by the Sea. Mm-hmm. Monterey Bay was beautiful. 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 There was a ton of people in Monterey Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone was like, yay, it's a nice, beautiful day. Let's go outside. We also went to a pretty well-known park area yeah. on yeah. the bay. So that's why there was a lot more people there. So we didn't stay very long, but it was a great place to let Luna out and let her run around. Sure. Then we continued south to Big Sur. Yeah. Um, and this is when we started hitting some road construction and we were stuck in our car for some time and it becomes a two lane road. Yeah. And this is when just the beginning of like the <clears throat> the cliffs and the drops and the narrow roads and all that stuff begin. There's lots of bridges you can drive over. And I just kept thinking, oh my God, if we were in an RV right now, we would be so nervous. Like... I can't imagine people taking their first RV ride. That's a bad road to do it on. Uh, yes, because the road is is not only two lane, but in some places it's narrow. And on the on one side, there's literally nothing but drop off down into the It's ocean. a cliff. It's a straight up yeah. cliff. And you're in the clouds. We were so high up. We were in drove through the clouds most of the time. You're in the clouds and it's switchbacky. Yes. There's a lot switchbacky. of switchbacks and a lot of hills, a lot of declines. And, uh, yeah, visibility wasn't great. So, you know, even in your car, it was a little scary to drive it. Yeah. Let alone a 35-foot RV. Yeah, I can't imagine. Pass. I can't imagine. So I think, ultimately, even though we couldn't get the RV, it was the best situation Yeah, it worked out best. It worked out for the best. So I think if we were just driving a flat route to, like, Yellowstone or Grand Canyon or something like that, it might Mm -hmm. have been okay. But for this ride, our car... Our little SUV was uh, the best way to go. And we ended up at Pfeiffer Beach, which um, was just this beautiful little beach that's kind of hard to find um, if you don't know, if you don't look it up on your map and you don't know where you're going. It's not very well marked. It's hidden, basically. It's not it's, marked it's, at all. It's very much a hidden beach. From the main road, yeah. So we had some wonderful barbecue um, in the Big Sur area. Then we headed down to Pfeiffer Beach, which has these gorgeous rocks um like they call there's keyhole rocks there so the sun shines through the rocks it's just beautiful yeah beautiful beach there was a lot of people there but we stayed away from them we kind of kept to our own area and we had our masks on of course anytime we went anywhere where we thought there might be people masks up we had our mask on anytime we got food masks masks up so um then we continued on down the coast um to cambria i can't believe we made that trip in one day that, that was a lot of driving. That, that was a day. lot of driving. A lot of driving that day. Um, from Santa Cruz to Cambria. And that was all down that essentially two-lane highway on mm-hmm. the edge of the coast. It was very picturesque, the whole yeah. drive, you know, when we could see, mm-hmm. of course. But then when we hit Cambria, that was the next uh, leg. It was <clears throat> yeah. a cute little town. Cambria was really beautiful. It's also where um, Hearst Castle is. Yeah. And um, or Hearst Castle is in San Simeon, which is just a little before you get to um, Cambria if you're coming down south. And we saw the elephant seals. There's yeah. this whole out- cool. vista, this whole outlook that's set up to see just 
hundreds of elephant seals and they are and it was freezing that's another thing that i wasn't prepared for how cold it was going to be we were dressed inappropriately yes as usual <laughs> i was like yay southern california we're going to central california it's different it's different it's a lot Poor channing was just shivering and whimpering oh, felt so bad. <laughs> look like, at the seals i'm too cold like, F the seals it's freezing um but we saw these elephant seals which was really neat to see them all huddled together and cuddling um I, my only disappointment is that Hearst Castle was closed and we didn't get to go in there because that's been on my list of places to visit for so yeah. long. Um, but Cambria was beautiful. It was like very flat compared yeah. to Big Sur. You know, like mm -hmm. um, there were still some hills, but it was mostly flat. And then that hotel we stayed at um, right on the like boardwalk. It's the Moon Moonlight Beach boardwalk i think it's what it uh, is. I believe or moon, so. moon rock beach uh, moonlight sounds i don't think moonlight is right i think it's moon rock okay i'm gonna google it because i have the internet here um but anyway did you oh moonstone moonstone so we stayed <clears> on these there's a whole like row of hotels and restaurants and stuff along moonstone beach and uh right in front of the beach is a beautiful boardwalk it's very well maintained yeah with just some of the most beautiful flora and fauna and like... Great views of the ocean. Great views yeah. of the ocean. Lots of like... Lookout points lookout and stuff. Lookout points. Mm -hmm. That was really lovely. We we were... Even though the sun wasn't out as much as we wanted it to be, it was peeking out. No, enough. it was still pretty cool. Yeah. And the town of Cambria itself, it's this little... Like three blocks. Three block town set in the middle of this area. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it was built specifically for tourists. Mm -hmm. Um... But very cute, very, very cute, very quaint. Little coffee shops, very little quaint. restaurants. Yeah, um, it was cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And then the next day, we got up and we went down to um, San Luis Obispo and saw Gum Alley. Which... Gross. <laughs> you saw Gum Alley. I refused. Chris would not get out of the car. So if you don't know, Gum Alley in San Luis Obispo is this tourist alley. It's basically vandalism. It's basically a bunch of vandalism. <laughs> But they have a sign that says, welcome to Gum Alley, to Bubble Gum Alley. So it's basically for the past like 40, 50 years or whatever, people have been putting pieces of chewed up bubble gum on this alley walls in San Luis Obispo. Why they do it is is sort of unknown. They Some say it dates back to the World War II era. It's um, basically where the plague began is Gumball Alley. <laughs> bubble Gum Alley, not Gumball Alley. Whatever. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> But Shannon and I wanted to see it, so we got out, and it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it for sure was gross. But I just kept thinking, why do people do this? This is so weird. Um, so, of course, I made a video, and I put it up on my TikTok, at Heather Brooker, if you want to follow me. And um, it was cool. Just something neat and kitschy. Yeah. I love looking for weird, unusual stuff like that. Like, if we were driving through the plains of... Um, you know, the Midwest, and there's, like, the giant ball of yarn. I would want to stop and see I'll the, do it. Yeah, sure. the yeah. giant ball of yarn. You know, like, I love seeing stuff like that. Um, And then we just continued on. That's also in San Luis Obispo is also where the Madonna Inn is, <clears> and <throat> I'd love to go there and stay there someday. So what was after San Luis Obispo? What did we do? It's like all just, it's all a blur, oh, Pismo. honestly. It's not a blur. It's we total just got blur. back. What are you total blur. Well, oh, we went to Pismo Beach. Okay. That beautiful, yep. uh, where the dinosaur caves, all those birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let Luna out, let her go potty. And that was a cute little area. I mean, there wasn't anything. I don't remember thinking, wow, Pismo. I I wanted to see Pismo because in my mind, I had this vision that it was like this hip surfer town from like the 50s and 60s, you know? like And maybe parts of it, maybe. We just saw one part. We saw, well, I saw enough. 
um, headed down from Pismo, you know, made our way back into LA mm-hmm. and, um, we stopped for one night here at the house to refuel, recharge, um, check on Gracie. My friend Jen had been watching Gracie, by the way, we did not just leave her and then pack for Palm Springs. Yep. And at Palm Springs, we had rented uh, a house. And the reason we did that is because I just didn't want to stay in a hotel and didn't want to risk it, be around a lot of people because I had read that Palm Springs was basically packed. Right. For the 4th of of July July weekend. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, if we're in a hotel, we are definitely going to be around people. So I'd rather have our own space. And we found this great deal with this company called Mod Mansions and had these beautiful mid-century modern homes found this cute house um right you know uh right on one of the main roads and yeah it was lovely it, had a it was cool, great beautiful bright three palm bedrooms colors. Two baths. yeah and we just stayed there and swam in the pool and um, bought some groceries we cooked a little bit yeah we grilled out lots of hamburgers and hot dogs we made s'mores because there was a fire pit yep and um the next day or on friday i made chris and channing <laughs> drive a little more (laughs) um one of the places i'm fascinated with is the salton sea you are obsessed fascinated is not the word i just don't understand how that happened it's a and the more i read about it i'm like it was just an engineering screw up from the early 1900s that caused this not this this lake to now no longer toxic lake yeah to become a toxic lake and it's fascinating to me that just 50 years ago it was this it was like a mini palm springs it was the destination for the rich and famous and celebrities and everybody wanted a a property and in uh, the salton sea and all this stuff and now it's sort of become this weird like bohemian art destination for like desert x art and art installations and um, so we went and Cheney hated it. I felt so bad. Well, it, it was been there before. It was 110 degrees. It was 110 degrees to be fair. <laughs> but we were only out of the car for like a second, but she hated cause of the smell and cause the, sea the smell smells. was bad. Yeah. It was bad. So it yeah. smells, it smells kind of like uh, an old kitty litter box. Or like sulfur, just sulfur. Yeah. Ammonia. Sulfur. Yeah. So, um, we did that and we went down to Salvation Army, which is literally Salvation Mountain. Salvation Army, not Salvation Army. Salvation Mountain. That's somewhere else, somewhere actually. Else entirely. Salvation Mountain, which is also in this sort of uh, boho artist community called Slab City, which weird. Which is so weird because down in Slab City, they don't have any laws. There's no police force. There's no government to oversee. And any how many people live there? Infrastructure. I think it said like maybe 1,200. 1,200, wow. Yeah, I think it was something like that. So it's a lawless community Mm -hmm. that openly invites tourists to come in. And we went right (laughs) in. And we went right in. Here's our wallet. With our child. Here's our brand new car. Let's go. And our puppy. Um, But apparently it's just these like old hippie artists that don't, that want to sort of live off the grid because they don't have a power infrastructure. They have no infrastructure. They, they live no on generators and water. Yeah. We were driving by and it was a bunch of like RVs just sort of parked in the desert and they would have, you could see their buckets of water outside the RV. You could see their generators. Like if you have committed a crime, that's where you go. That's where you go. <laughs> so is it like, inter- like if, okay. So if you commit a crime, can you retreat to slab city and you are safe from Johnny law coming to get you? I think that federal laws probably apply there still. Like, okay. they don't have any 
city or local infrastructure, but I'm sure that if you break some kind of law, they can come and arrest you. Okay, okay. If they can find you. Like, if you're just, you know, you saw how sporadic... So it's not like, sanctuary, I'm, yeah. you, know, you can't get me. You saw how all, how sporadic the RVs were. Yeah. You know what amazed so me they about... Had no, there's no post office, no mail, no nothing. What amazed me about that whole area, the Salton Sea, Bombay Beach, Slab City, all of that, is the apparent desolation of it all. Yeah. It's just... It's just well desolate. It's 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 only word I can use to mad use to describe it. Very Mad Max, very Fury Road. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Maybe that's what I like about it is because I keep thinking in the back of my mind when the world comes to an end, where can we go and still survive? Slab City. We could go there because other people have already been doing it. So there's obviously like well, we can live off the land. Once they put up the Thunderdome, we can. Yes. <laughs> There's no way I would go there, though. It gets to 120 degrees sometimes during the year. It's terribly so hot. hot. Terribly hot. Um, but it's still fascinating. And, yeah, the sea itself and everything is just fascinating to me. I mostly also <clears throat> would like to go back to Joshua Tree and, like, yeah. Hicksville. Yeah. Hicksville was a vacation we took, like, two years ago. And it's this trailer park that has these um, themed trailers that were created by artists and designed by artists um, in this little desert I don't say it's a community. But it's not it's, a community. It's just like an enclosure. Yeah. Uh, and there's like a pool there and a whole like campground area. And it's really cute. Like one of the most chill and relaxing vacations. Of and the stars. Had. When you go out at night, oh. the stars are just magnificent. Yes. I mean, there's no light pollution or anything out, what, that far out in the desert. And so all you see is, you know, the naked night sky. We forget in L.A. what the stars look like, I think, because we only see the planets when they're really, really bright. Yeah. Occasionally I'll see Orion, but you really forget that there's so many stars, and it makes you realize just how small, you know, what such a tiny part of the universe we are. Um, and I that's something I'm, I'm missing is the stars, because mm-hmm. we just don't see that in L.A. There's so much light pollution. We don't see anything. Now, when we went, when we went, went to Hicksville a couple of years ago, that was when it was more of a family-friendly environment. Now mm-hmm. I understand it's adult-only. It is. It's 21 and over only because <clears> they <throat> smoke the ganja. Ah, uh, 420-friendly. Yeah, it's 420-friendly, so they don't. They only allow kids two times a year. One of them is oh. on 4th of July week. Oh, I didn't know that. It I was booked. Uh, I tried to go, but it was totally booked. I bet. It was on the week of 4th of July and the week between Christmas and New Year when families don't want to go. <laughs> Like the two times a year a family would not want to go when it's 120 degrees in Joshua Tree. I'm not taking my seven-year-old to hang out and, you know, uh, all day in the heat like that. I mean, there's a pool there. so Yeah, but still, I mean, the pool was tiny. Yeah, it was. Um, Which is such a shame. I feel like they kind of did that on purpose to keep kids away. And I'm like, that's such a shame because (laughs) they would get so much more business. But whatever. That's your call, Hicksville. Your call. Or not. I mean, if. They're sold out most of the year. I don't. They're not sold out most of the year. Really? No. Okay. They're only sold out those two weeks that they have allow families. Interesting. So take note. Apparently, they don't care. It's, I'm sure they don't have to pay much to have that property out there. Um, but then we came back, and our friend Erin and her girls came up to Palm Springs on Saturday, and, and Channing was so happy because I'm sure she was sick of our faces and really wanted to see some other. You play with someone. Yeah, play with someone. She has not played with other kids in four months yeah. since all of this began. Um, she's not had interaction with other kids other than just her friends driving by and honking for her birthday. Yep. And, um, there's a little girl in the neighborhood who rides her bike by occasionally and that's it. So I think for her, that was the best part of the vacation. Oh yeah. She could care less about the elephant seals and the vistas and all of that playing with her friends in the pool made 
a world of difference. If you notice, she's been, her spirits have been lifted a little bit yep. since we got back. She's been in a better mood. Um, and for me, that's been the hardest part of all of this is not, is her not getting that social interaction that she needs as an only child mm-hmm. with other kids. Oh yeah. Um, so overall thumbs up or thumbs down on the road trip. Total thumbs up. Would you do it again? Um, maybe not that particular road trip, yeah. but I would do a road trip again for sure. Yeah. If we do another one, um, would we get an RV? Like if we knew that the route was going to be more flat, like if we were heading to, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're headed to like Grand Canyon or something like that, or, you know, someplace east, um, yes, I, totally. I don't know if the Grand Can- the route to Grand Canyon is flat. I would have to Well, look. it's not on a cliff by the sea. Right. <laughs> so um, I, I would be probably fine with it. I, I think the Grand Canyon is pretty accessible from... I mean, I'm sure ta- I'm sure yeah. millions of people go there on an RV. Um, but or, you know, honestly, after seeing the RVs kind of up close, you know, I don't know that I'd be as comfortable as I thought I would be driving one. Yeah. Well, it's basically if depending on the kind you get from what I understand, it's like driving a truck. Yeah. Like an F-150, which I'm super comfortable doing. Since and I'm not because I drive like, I drive little cars. You drive. I used to have an F-150. You've always liked the big vehicles. Big, big trucks. Um, so did you feel like we were safe at all in terms of like the Rona? As far as social distancing and stuff like that, I thought for the most part we were safe. There were mm-hmm. a couple times in Cambria we saw some people without masks that made me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were still far enough away from that. I was not too, was not too concerned. All food service that we encountered, all, you know, uh, em- employees that we encountered with the various establishments, they all had masks and gloves on. Mm-hmm. So I felt very safe in that respect. And yeah, you know, overall I felt very safe. Well, I think that with us both working from home, with us having the ability to keep doing our jobs no matter where we are, I still worked on the vacation. I had a couple of... Um, stories I had to get out and a couple of uh, motherhood and Hollywood things I had to do. So I still worked. I didn't truly have a vacation vacation yeah, until yeah. like Friday. Until Palm Springs. Until basically. Palm Springs. Yeah. Right. Um, Cause I was still working <clears throat> pretty much every day, but I think that we still can, we can, now that we know we can do it, we can plan something else and go and um, have a little more freedom in our lives. Well, uh, you know, as we said before, you know, we can't live our lives enclosed in a bubble. Mm-mm. You know, we have to get out and experience things. Yeah. Now, how we experience things is going to be a little different than how it used to be, but we still need to experience things. I think just for our, for our own sanity, our own sanity, and for our daughter's well-being, we need to to get out of the house a little more, and I and not just for walks around the block. You know. That being said, I'm going to go play some video games now. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm going to be here in my office doing podcasts and work stuff. So, yay. Um, All right. Thanks for being on my show. I love you. I love you. I love being on your show. Yay. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.